0: to another episode of Sports and Flowns Podcast. We're your hosts, Ann and Andy. Today is May 1st. Happy May Day, Andy.
1: May, May Day May it May is, 1st, yes. May
0: Day. It's uh, We're in Season 3, Episode number 20, 24. This is the sports episode only. Yep. Sports only. The sports segment. We'll do the music one on Thursday. But lots going on here. We've got NBA yeah. wrapping up, NHL just getting into the playoffs. Major League Baseball, the NFL Draft, USFL, WNBA, kind of confusing with everything.
1: Yeah, all of them are hitting right now. Um, it's kind of exciting. A little bit of everything. Not you know, the NBA, NBA and NHL have their playoffs going, so that's getting hot and heavy. Baseball's getting started, so your Fantasy Basketball League and Fantasy Hockey are ending. I can, If you're like me and you're out of your Basketball League a while ago, you started on your baseball one. Now it goes to focus on their baseball one, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's a fun time, a fun time of year. I kind of like this time after all the March Madness stuff. May is almost more exciting than March Madness for different reasons, because you have a little of everything now in May. So
0: more NASCAR, more golf. Kentucky Derby is coming up Saturday.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: A lot's going on, but what the way I called it, I put it in the Facebook post just just yesterday that. If you think of it, NBA kind of gets confusing to folks. How many teams are left? I just say, you know what? Just consider they're now down to the Elite Eight. Yep. The NHL, we're in the Sweet 16. Only six, 16 teams make the playoffs anyway. Those will be starting this week. The Wild are in it. And there's only 16 teams. So just say congrats to the Minnesota Wild. They made the Sweet 16. Yep. That's it. All the other teams are done. So it's next week when we uh, have our next show. That next round will be uh, well underway in NBA, down to those final four teams. Yeah. Uh, the Wolves lost. They're out. And none of the underdogs won. Straight yeah, up. Uh, One, all two, the favorites. Four to, uh, each, each conference have advanced. So that's what we're down to. It should be some good basketball. No Cinderella teams there for the NBA, NHL. The final game was today in the regular season. Winnipeg and the Seattle Kraken played. Kraken. Bracken had a game um, scheduled for today, regular season. They're both not in the playoffs, so they are now done. There's a day off, I think, until the playoffs begin for NHL hockey. The Wild secured home field advantage, which is nice. Home ice. For the first
1: round. For the first round.
0: The first and depending round.
1: who they play afterwards, yeah, so the two seed, if you will.
0: So that is very good. They're going to be playing the Blues. In fact, I got a trivia question, Andy.
1: Let's do it. Fire away.
0: Trivia question this week. The Minnesota Wild qualified for the postseason. They'll be playing the St. Louis Blues in the postseason. Now, since the Minnesota Wild became a team back in 2000, the question is this. Have they ever played the Blues in the postseason? And if so, how many series have they played against the St. Louis Blues? And what's their series record?
1: Well, the Wild have been fairly... Uh, successful, meaning they've made the playoffs spot. lot. Yes. So I'm going to figure that they're, the way the divisions are set, there's got to be a a few, I would assume, just dumb luck. they have to bounce into them somewhere.
0: Yeah, whether it's so. first, second, third round. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
1: I'll give you an answer later on. Let me chew on that. We'll go through so I stuff think here. that's
0: a fair question. I myself did not know that. I'm not a big hockey fan, though. Uh, so this may be a slam dunk for you NHLers out there but i thought it was pretty interesting but we'll get to the answer at the end of the episode
1: all right get ready for my share screen screen here our high tech we're gonna yeah get ready get the we'll have to get the audience here ready
0: uh, saturday because we'll be live streaming the kentucky derby here on the show andy oh no yeah i just, I just heard from our producers we can't yeah we can't live stream that get
1: Gonna get a live we tweet the the kentucky derby. we'll be live tweeting the kentucky derby
0: live tweeting maybe you'll see but uh
1: well, nah, you might have to do that because this Saturday I'll be at an intern Abbey's graduation party up in the Bemidji. So.
0: The Bemidji.
1: Yeah, so I'll be traveling back from the Bemidji, and we'll go from there.
0: I might be doing some live tweets. So, uh, folks on Twitter, look for some live tweets from myself on Saturday
1: during the Kentucky Derby. might be interesting. Well, will the lovely Mrs. Dan have a fancy hat on while watching the Kentucky Derby?
0: There's, you know, what's popular now, Andy, is a lot of these hat parties. Yes. Uh, people will host Kentucky Derby watch parties and the ladies will have to wear fancy hats. Yes. yes. That's very, very common. Uh, in fact, you'll see that at a lot of uh, those who's out at various bars. Yeah. We, bars we don't have cab- a lot of Saturday. You'll see a lot of nonsense that day, but it's all in good
1: fun. Not a lot of that here in the trailer hood though. No, no, no. no. All right. Here we go down. the. Let's do our thing here. Here we go. So there's our Link, you can find us on Spotify, uh, Facebook, or at Sports and Songs 1, Twitter, Sports and Songs 1, Instagram, just Sports and Songs. Like we said, the Wild have made it. There's a schedule of games right now, Monday, 8.30. Wednesday at 8.30, those will both be down at the XL Energy Center, or as we call it here, the X. Friday and Sunday, they're in St. Louis. Sunday's an afternoon game, and then the rest are all to be determined. As far as TV goes... I did not see a schedule for that today. I, that might be pretty fluid, too, as it goes. We know the networks that carry stuff. So between TNT and TBS and ESPN and stuff like that, I don't know how that scheduling goes. So I'm sure you'll find it on your cable package. Here's the brackets for the Stanley Cup. We have the Central Division, the two seats. We got the Blues, who are the three. It's the Avalanche and the National Predators, who are the second wildcard team. And the upper bracket on your left side there. So we'll play the winner of the Lanch and the Predators afterwards. Would be nice to see us in the Dallas Stars in the semifinals, or that would be kind of bittersweet. Nostalgia. Yes. The Timberwolves were bounced. Now, I I respect the Timberwolves. I I like basketball. I don't follow a lot watching the games just because, like we've talked about before, the advertising stuff isn't my thing. But I follow them. They had three games where they had big leads and lost them. Big leads in the third or fourth quarter, even, they've lost these leads. Um, Double-digit leads, lost them all. Like we've said before, good teams win those games, and that's what the Memphis Grizzlies did. They're a good team. Are the Wolves bad? No. They're young, young coach or newer coach. I'd, I'd almost rather see the Wolves lose these three games, these big leads, then escape through winning it, bounced in the second round. They'll learn more from this drumming than they would from an upset and then getting bounced in the second round. Yes. I think they learned a lot from this. This is going to be a team that was a seventh seed this year that you're going to see, barring injury, you know, make a nice nice run next year. I think without being – listen to what I say. This was good for them to lose these three games. This was good learning. This is good tape to watch. I don't want to beat those first few practices next year because of this, but this would be – this was good for them, I think. Dan, you know here we're breaking ground all the time on the show. Yes. And here it is, the first ever sports and songs through the Minneapolis Star Tribune lacrosse standings for high school sports. Nice. This is the first – we've never done it. That's right. Breaking wow. Break- news, brand new. Here's the boys' rankings as of the 25th. And there is no class A, B, C, or double A AA to triple A. It's everybody's all in. You're all in. Big school, little school. And you see it all right here. But do Margaret's is one, Prior Lake two, Hasen three, Shakopee, Tonka, Stillwater. So all the with Buffalo, big, little, they're all right up there. are all the same. The girls, it's their preseason. They start a little later. but There's Prior Lake at one, Lakeville South two. Uh, but Margaret four, Chan five you know, Blake eight. So big and little schools are all up there. That's what we want to see. Uh, the blog this week, I'll be writing something special on just what exactly is lacrosse. So look for that coming up later this week. Nice. High school baseball. Here we go. Class four, so a See the previous standing. Some, some new the rankings, some jumping a lot because there's not a lot of games played yet. Stillwater's lucked out with seven games in already, but uh, a lot of them are just a handful still. Farmington, Stillwater, St. Michael, Albertville are your top three for 4A. 3A, Mankato West, Matamidi, Wilmer, St. Thomas Academy, top four. In fact, they didn't really change much there. Uh, Hutchinson enters at number 10. Class 2A, Glencoe, Silver Lake is first. There's Bell Plain at three. And Southwest Christian at nine. Staying put at nine. And in 1A, Hayfield, New York Mills, Southridge, and Randolph. Southridge and Randolph got kind of switched three and four, but your top four are the same. Sleepy Eye debuting at eight, along with Duong, Cathedral, and Cherry. NCAA baseball. Not a lot was got to get this quick here. And there's your top ten. Now we, we said last week a lot of teams were bouncing around because not a lot of games played. We're getting into the heart of the season here, so it's going to be harder to shuffle. Um, same teams in the top 10, just different order. Still Tennessee and Oklahoma – or Oregon State, I'm sorry, 1-2. Miami up to number three. Now, I'll bring that up later about the Miami Hurricanes at number three. You see a lot of these games play for these teams. They have 40 games in already, you know. Yeah. So, St. Cloud State Huskies, he's at it again. Two threw his second straight no-hitter. The victory over Minnesota Crookston. I don't care if you're playing Minnesota Crookston, you're playing University of Miami – I don't care what conference you're in. Back to back, no hitters is unreal. So congrats, young man.
0: Yeah, he's a – now,
1: uh, Luke Toopy's a, a
0: new prague guy. And yep. In the summer for town ball, he plays for the St. Patrick Irish Class C baseball, Yeah, uh, a perennial power. And they've got good pitching already, but when you get the likes of these guys in rotation at a town team level. Right. Boy, these teams are tough. Uh, so – Look for Congrats. his name coming up, yeah. Congrats to him. Great, tremendous out, uh,
1: output there. Bryce Grab, Northwestern, pitcher infielder, threw no-hitter. Um, Now, you look at his line score up there. He had nine innings pitched, no hits, didn't walk anyway, struck out nine, faced 28 batters. And as you see the thing down there, there was two errors made by his team. So two base runners got on. One was caught stealing, one did get a stolen base. So he faced one over the minimum, but it's not a perfect game because two guys did reach on error. There was no walks. So, But 9K, oh. so congrats to you, young man. Crown College, our local team we follow here. Here's our schedule. I do not have the results of today's game against Bethany, but they were uh, split Saturday. Then coming up, they got Hamlin. Then uh, some more UMAC conference games with – UW Superior, they got five games with them. I'm sorry, three games with them. Then two more next week with Augsburg, then their tournament, the conference tournament starts May 12th through 14th. And here's the, the standings. Crowds in second. They've dropped second. There's that Northwestern team at first where the no hitter was thrown. So two good teams up top there. Wisconsin Superior not doing too shabby. I mean, two games below 500 overall, but conference wise, nine and four. So uh, Bethany, Minnesota Morris, rounding out your top parts there. Bison baseball, 24 and 13. So they got 37 games. All these other teams have 40. So they do have a lot of games. If you follow us, the Bison do make a lot of road trips to get games in. Uh, they schedule here last week. Three of the four were canceled because of weather. they sneak one in against the Bunnies and took that game. The schedule coming up, as we said before, they go down to play number three ranked Miami. Oh, really? So, good luck to the boys. Talk about a great learning experience. I mean, a sweep would be beautiful. Don't get me wrong. The buys like we just showed have thirty some games in. Miami's got forty in, so they're not like we got five and they got forty. We're we're in shape. We're in mid season form too. we bank. I say we. The buys are as banged up as Miami is. You know they've all got the games in. Let's just hope uh, the trip to the big city don't get in their heads, and they can pull at least one win out. That'd be so great for the program and for them. Now, as you know, I'm a big baseball guy, so seeing the buys and playing at Miami would be great. I just wish it was football. Oh yeah, go down and play the Hurricanes there. That'd be a fun game to watch. Well, maybe
0: this will lead to uh, future talks. Uh, maybe yeah. they'd u- use this as a foot in the door for a future football game.
1: The ADs get to talk to each other, get to be buddies, you know. Hey, what's your football team doing? You want know, to come to our little dome? Here's our conference – Our again, the Summit League Conference standings. Bison's sitting second behind ORU and Omaha there. um, the, the games against Miami, of course, are non conference. They'll be overall, but – Hopefully, it'll be good for the buys and heading into the end of the season of playoffs, get those games with the big boys, the big trip out of state like that all in their system and those type of butterflies out of their system. Baseball leaves me my soapbox. This week, you heard of Angel Hernandez having a horrible game. The Phillies all cried and whined, and I laughed. Noah Syndergaard had a tweet, he laughed. Here's Angel Hernandez's scorecard, if you will, or his report card. Now, the game in question against the Phillies, they say 77% accuracy on the strikes, 94 on the balls. There's two other games around that before. 95 on strikes, 98 on balls, 86, 87 on balls and strikes. I remember back in the day, pitchers just got used to every umpire having a different strike zone, and you just dealt with it. He's obviously got a different strike zone. You're professionals. Deal with it. If he's consistent all game and he's always calling that inside one as a strike, don't be surprised on a ninth inning that he called it a strike. He's been doing it all game in his whole life. That's his strike zone. It's it's almost fair to say that when the teams have
0: a three-game series against another team, the batters are scouting the pitchers, of course, who's going to be pitching, what to look for, and look at game film on them. They also know who the umpiring crew is for that three-game series. They know who's going to be behind the plate each night, and and I don't know if that gets covered. I'm assuming it does, but maybe maybe it doesn't. They've got to they've got to know what that strike zone is going to be at for that game, um, so they're not surprised at it. Because you're right, each home plate ump uh, does have a little bit or tendencies to uh, to call things their own way. Yep. Very interesting.
1: And- at $30 million a year for a pitcher or $8 million for a catcher or whatever else, figure it out. Now, you see on the scorecards here, for those watching on the YouTube, they have overall favor as a category on here. Uh, the game from April 6th, he had a 0.25 percentage favor for the for the Los Angeles Angels. Finally, the Angels lost that game 4-2. to A 0.48 run differential in favor for Toronto. They beat Boston 6-1, so that advantage didn't help. Okay, the one game that was in question against uh, Milwaukee and the Phillies, .77 from Milwaukee, Milwaukee won one to nothing. That's a close game, but you know what? Again, like I said, you're a professional. If that inside pitch has been a strike in the first inning. It's going to be in the fourth inning and the ninth inning. If he's consistent all game long, quit your whining. So that's all I got to say right there. I remember watching games when I first started watching baseball, mid, late 80s, early 90s and that. Each umpire, even as a fan watching, you knew what umpire had what zone. So if I, fat little me can figure it out, the millionaire players can figure it out. That's a good. It's a good point, um,
0: and one probably a lot of folks don't know, you know, that exists. What kind of ratings? What kind of grading these guys go through? Uh, very much, they've got a scorecard, a report card, if you will, after each game.
1: And for those of you not watching YouTube, I got this off umpscorecards.com or at umpscorecards for twitter and stuff but www at um or i'm sorry www umpscorecards.com and at umpscorecards for twitter so you can get these for every pit every uh, umpire and see how they do current standings of baseball these were as of this evening there was still a lot of the Washington game was still going on. The Mets game, of course, hadn't started yet when I got these, so I'll go from there. Yankees game and a half lead in their American League East. The Rays four games out. In the Central, the Twins, smoke and mirrors, three and a half ahead. Um, and I'll get back to more on that. Why I think they got a three and a half game lead. Uh, the Indians, um, um, Gladiator Guardians, Guardians uh, three and a half back. White Sox four and a half back. White Sox are supposed to walk away with this division, so we're 20 some games in. They still might, just saying. And in the West the Angels, which I said in the beginning of the year, will not win their division, just because the best spring training record. As of right now, I'm wrong. Let's see what October says. Yeah. Seattle, two and a half out. I didn't think after three games of the year, Seattle would be two and a half out, so congrats to them. Mets, two-and-a-half game lead. over uh, Miami, four over Philly. Central, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Pittsburgh. Uh, Cubs, also five-and-a-half out. Cincinnati, three-and-19, their worst start in franchise history for the oldest oh. team in baseball. Already, 11-and-a-half out. And in the West, of course... San Francisco Padres. San Francisco and the Padres tied. Dodgers half game out. Colorado game in half. Basically, the way they finished last year. The Mets. Here we go. I don't know if you heard. If you follow me on social media or the, the Sports and Songs page, you know. That was a blackout. First combined no hitter in franchise history. Five pitchers combined for a no hitter on on a uh, Friday. 159 total pitches thrown. Wow. Now here's the box score. Miggy did the first five, three walks, five Ks. Smith came in for an inning in the third, walked the guy, struck out four. Now do the math. An inning in the third is four outs. He struck out four. That's good. Rodriguez came in pitched an ending. walked two, didn't strike anyone out. Uh, Lugo pitched two-thirds of an inning, Didn't walk or strike out anybody. And Diaz comes in to pitch one inning, three Ks. So they walked six, 12 strikeouts. The Phillies pitchers in that game, by the way, Nola, the starter, struck out nine, uh, gave up the three runs. And the reliever came in, pitched two innings, and struck out four. So Phillies struck out 13 batters. The Mets struck out 12. There was 25 Ks in that game. Wow. So no one was really hitting the ball. I mean, the Mets got 10 hits, but there was 25 strikeouts in that game, so that's pretty impressive right there. That's You figure twenty outs aside almost every other out was a K. So fun game on that one. I want to see the Empire's scorecard on that game. Oh, yes. So here's the Mets' schedule from last week. I did it pretty good. Uh, won th- three, four games and lost two. Uh, lost to St. Louis on Wednesday, which – had a beanball incident, a fight in it, and, oh, we're going to get those about once a week, I think, with the Mets this year. And then Francisco Lindor, bobblehead game. They lost that one to the Phillies on Saturday. Um, you know, the Mets, I don't know. The guy's getting hit, is it? But now that the 86, 85, 86, 87 Mets are already hated them because they are pompous jerks, I just think it's dumb luck that it's the Mets that are getting hit. I don't see them aiming at them. Uh, is it because the pitchers can't use Pine Tower anymore? Could be very well. I don't know. Mets schedule this week, counting tonight's game against the Phillies. They got eight games this week. Uh, they got a doubleheader on Tuesday. Um, it's a single price doubleheader for those of you in New York. One ticket gets you in both games, one's a makeup game from April 4th. So there we go. That should be fun. Uh, also, Tuesday with doubleheader, so 3 10, 2 10 Central Time start. And Wednesday is an afternoon game, so a little day baseball to listen to. On if you have the SNY app downloaded, you can catch the games there. Jacob the ground update: uh, He underwent the MRI on Monday last week, and the CT scan he revealed considerable healing of the stress of the stress on his scapula. He's been cleared to begin loading and strengthening of the shoulder. Um, so he's going to slowly go into rehab. We're not rushing anything. Let's take it nice and slow. Let's have him come back in August at 100%. That would be awesome. A few twins notes here Joe Ryan is the first pitcher in franchise history with two outings of at least seven shutout innings with one or fewer hits allowed within his first nine career games. So that's a pretty good stat. Oh, yes. And Joe Ryan right now is second in the American League in ERA at 1.17, 3-1 record. So he's doing pretty good. It's not just those two games. He's doing good for the whole year. Like I said, 3-1, 1.17 ERA. Uh, Logan Gilbert, of course, is Seattle 3-0 with a .34 ERA. And here I was talking about the Twins are 3.5 up. Here's the lowest attendance records in baseball right now, and the Twins are seven. Now, I think this has a lot to do with why they're in first place because the Twins have low attendance. They got Carlos Correa from the Astros. So, therefore, with low attendance, you can hear that tapping on the garbage can what pitch is coming. Yes. Too soon? Almost. I mean, we're Not 20 games enough. in. I, I think say, it's okay. I'd say fair enough. I think we're 20 games in. It's fair enough. That's all right. But their athletics are averaging 8,000, Pirates 13, Marlins. The Rays. One of the best teams in the American League. They can only get 14. Just move them to Montreal, please. Can we just do that? Take the Rays and move them to Montreal. The NFL Draft. Um, I'm going to take a different angle on it here. If you follow the show, you know where we're going. Here's all the FCS guys that were taking the NFL Draft. Uh, I'll I'll highlight a few that I – you can find these on uh, NCAA.com. Just go to the FCS page. I'll show them all here on YouTube. There's just a few names I'm going to call out. Not that we called these names, but guys we followed. Obviously, second round, North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson to the Packers. Um, he's going to be fast friends with Aaron Rodgers, I think. He's going to be a nice pickup for them. Uh, fourth round, I saw four guys going. There was no one in the third, but fourth round, pick number 127, South Dakota State running back Pierre Strong Jr. to the Patriots. That is a very nice, nice pick. He's going to be He's not going to be the next he's, uh, Barry Sanders in the league or anything else. He's going to be a very good running back, though. You're going to see his name and highlights a lot. Perry Strong Jr. of the Patriots. Watch for him. Fifth round saw A lot of guys go there, too. Uh, North Dakota had an offensive tackle with the Cowboys. Uh, Southern Utah had an offensive tackle. Braxton Jones to the Bears. That's going to be a nice pick for them. Watch for the Bears have a nice offensive tackle there from Southern Utah. Um, and that's where you see a lot of these linemen. It's a lot of linemen and D tackles that are coming from the D2 lines. Sixth and seventh round. <sighs> South Dakota state quarterback, Chris Odowski to the Steelers. That's going to be an okay pick. Again, he's not going to light up the world, but he's going to be a good serviceable back quarterback his whole career, I think. It's a good quarterback, but we'll see. We shall see. And some FCS undrafted rookies also led. Uh, the the Bonds had a couple guys go there to the Rams and the Panthers. And South Dakota State had three guys go. Quarterback, defensive back, and an offensive lineman. These are guys who can probably be on the practice squad for a year or two and see what happens. Um, it's still a job. You're still with an NFL team. Uh, no offense, but it's better than USFL or XFL. You're working way up. So con- congratulations, to these young men. We'll see how it goes. One last note for me: Impact Wrestling uh, the inspiration these to be known as the Iconics in WWE um, have both said that they're going to get away from wrestling indefinitely. Um, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. Cassie Lee, her husband is Sean Spears in AEW. He runs a very successful, successful wrestling school. I know she helps out there. Jessica McKay, McKay just signed a contract to do a movie. A um, little bit about wrestlers and their contracts. They don't have health insurance. They're, they're like circus performers, independent contractors, they pay their own insurance. But happened with WWE and or I'm sorry, WWF and WCW back in the day. You do a few TV shows. After so many, you're officially part of the screen actors guild, lifetime insurance. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin has that. So all of his knee injuries have all been covered. Bruce the Barber Beefcake. He did enough episodes of Thunder, the, the Hulk Hogan TV show for a while. He was covered under the Screen Actors Guild for insurance. Soon after that's when he has a boat accident and broke all the bones in his face. All those bills were covered by the Screen Actors Guild. These two ladies like to do a lot of modeling. Wrestling's not good if you want to be a model. So they're going to go into that. Interesting. Good luck to them on.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: You might see them come back, maybe do a little stuff here and there, but I wouldn't hold my breath. What do you got, sir? On trivia answer. question.
0: Well, the, before the trivia question, the final notes that I've got. We've got WNBA starting. Uh, the preseason just just wrapped up for the Minnesota Lynx. That'll be kick, kicking off. Twins are doing real well. Um, like I said, that Kentucky Derby is Saturday, so it'll be fun to watch. Wild uh, this week. Now, the trivia question is this. Wilder in the postseason against the Blues. Have they played the Blues in the past? And if so, what is their series record against them in the postseason? you have a guess, Andy?
1: I think they've done it four times. I'm going to say under four times. Four times.
0: The answer is two. Only oh. twice have the Blues in the same conference, same division, played the postseason against the Minnesota Wild. So I, I was thinking it would be higher as well. It's only two, uh, they faced them both times in the first round, the blues winning once in a series, the wild winning once in a series. So here we are first round again against the blues. I think this is going to be a pretty even match. Uh, yeah. Matchup, good series. So the blues won all two, three,
1: in the regular season. Be,
0: it'll be, it'll be fun to watch, especially with the home ice. Yep. That's all I've got for sports here, uh, this week. Um, We'll be covering a little more USFL. There's a night game going on right now. Yeah. And uh, there'll be three weeks into the season. The season's only 10-week season for the football. Yeah. So, be a uh, two, so it'll be fun.
1: I'll be doing a page two this week, like I said, explaining lacrosse. We'll kind of do the standings on that. It's kind of blowing up, kind of like soccer was in the 70s and 80s. Most popular, it's really growing lacrosse. Is. So we'll try to get, our, get into that as it's on the upswing.
0: And now the other thing is town ball, baseball, uh, yep. a lot of games scheduled a, a few last weekend, a whole bunch this weekend, Saturday, Sunday games, mostly due to the weather, rainy, cold, everything's going to wash out so far. So that should be getting into the swing of things here uh, next week's show. We'll have more to, more to offer on that.
1: And we'll have a lot more town ball stuff, more midweek town ball stuff too, as that gets into the heart of the season. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter for all that stuff and town ball Tuesday, follow him on Twitter for more. Conwall information. Awesome.
0: All right, guys, that's all I've got for this week. Have a good week, Andy.
1: Talk talk to you Thursday.
0: Yeah. Bye.